Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. And that song was written, the words, by Gil and Judy Snyder, who are the guests today. And Cindy McDonald is also the guest today. So I know that Judy and Gil did not think I'm playing the song today. But I didn't I know. I was like, oh, really that's good. so nice of you, Marsha. Thank you. <laughs> it's a great message. And that's, so that's why I played it today. And so hello, everybody. And hello. Hello. Great show. hello. So we're going to, I know all of these people, they've been on the show before. Cindy has not been on in a while. Gil has been on, I think, once for a minute. You were only on for a second, I think, Gil, because Judy's yes, been on. Yes, just very, very time. briefly. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cindy, so nice to hear yes. from you again. It's been a while, and I want you to tell everybody all about you. Um. Well, uh, <laughs> for 26 years, I was a professional dancer. Uh, I was educated through Pittsburgh Ballet Theater School in Pittsburgh, uh, among other schools as well. And um, for 26 years, I danced and choreographed musicals. I had a school of my own, and I did some operas in Pittsburgh. Um, 
And then in 2011, I retired um, because I had been a professional dancer on and off. Well, when I was 13, I became, and then I was went on to, you know, my regular life, and then I picked it back up in 1985, and then I retired in 2011. And then um, to write, I decided I wanted to do full-time writing. I live on a 45-acre thoroughbred farm in a little town outside of Pittsburgh called Hookstown. And um, I've been there for 43 years with my husband and, uh, well, my Cocker Spaniel isn't 43 years old, but he lives here too, Alistair. <laughs> and um, so, and I, I have written in many genres, um, murder suspense, romantic suspense. I have uh, a series in each one of those. I've written three children's books, and I write two cozy mystery series, the Fiona Quinn Mysteries, and my newest venture, the Owl's Nest Mysteries. So I'm pretty much handcuffed to my laptop. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> right. And so you've had quite a career after that. So, I mean, we've had, I've had a lot of shows talking about that because a lot of people have had one career and then this is another career and, a career and every, you know, that's what happens. You, when you're writing, you have a whole new career after you leave your other career. So that's a good thing because there's no age limit. There's nothing. You just keep going till as long as you want. And so here we have Gil and Judy Snyder, and Gil is a doctor, so we'll let him talk first. Gil was my client. Uh, Judy, his wife, has constantly promoted him, and that's how I met her. She wrote me a letter years ago. This is a long time because it's like about 20, I don't know, 20 years. And she was really a good marketer for her husband because he was a doctor, and she, so I took him as a client. He had a wonderful book. And um, he now has another book, and so he's going to talk about himself. And Judy has been on the show many times, and she'll talk about herself. But the two of them together are writing songs also. So they've had a lot of careers between them. Okay, so Gil could go first. Okay. Sure. Hi, Gil. Um, I was um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and I went to college uh, at Stony Brook University on Long Island. But I did all of my medical training, uh, or pretty much all of it, at the University of Michigan. Uh, I did come back to New York and did an internship at St. Vincent's Hospital uh, in Greenwich Village, and that hospital has since closed down, but uh, was sort of instrumental in actually when I wrote my first book. Um, I uh, met Judy uh, during my residency at uh, University of Michigan, and we got married then. And then we moved down to uh, to the Tidewater, Virginia area, and we've been very happy here. We now live in Virginia Beach. I practice in uh, in Chesapeake, uh, an adjacent city. Um, and we have two boys. One, uh, John, is now in California. He's also a neurologist. And Nick in, and his wife and daughter are up in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and he does he works with an internet uh, company. Um, and uh, while we were down here, uh, Judy and I started doing some writing together, and our writing styles were very different. So we just kind of shelved that book, and then years later, Judy said, you know, you're, you're working hard, you go to work, you come home, you have dinner, uh, you go to bed, and then the same thing just goes all over again. Why don't you just go ahead and write that book? And I said, I'm not a writer. I've never taken any writing courses. Uh, but he said, well, just try it. 
well, I got very interested in, in picking up that book, and I totally rewrote it, uh, kind of made it my own, Brain Warp, a Medical Thriller, which uh, I self-published in 2003. And the basic plot is that there is a plot to poison the president of Ukraine because he's leaning too far to the West. And 15 months after I published it, someone poisoned the president of Ukraine because he was leaning too far to the West. So it turned out to be a very interesting read. Um, and uh, uh, since then, uh, I, my practice has been very busy. I haven't had a chance to go back and write that again, but um, uh, to, write, to write additionally. But since then, I've, I have written a second book, which has been accepted for publication by World Castle Publishers. It's called The Last, um, and uh, we're waiting for an editor for that. Uh, and Judy and I have also uh, written a novella together, Betrayed, which we just submitted for publication. And so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I'm a That's member great. of Hampton Roads and James River Writers. Um, and, um, you know, I, still, I still, have, still have another job, so I'm not paying the rent with my books, but uh, I'm enjoying writing them, and uh, it's been an exciting experience for me. Um, you know, writing is such a totally different world uh, than medicine. And so one of the fun things has just been kind of breaking out of the medical world and being able to go into the writing world, which is, again, it's a different experience for me. It's a learning experience. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah but, you, you know, I mean, it's, look, I mean, that's the thing. You two are writing together now. It's, it's very exciting. It's the second chapter here for you guys. So I think that's a great thing. And uh, Judy? <laughs> it is. I mean, that's okay. I want to say. I you know, we really had fun. Thing. Okay. What? I have to say one thing. Talk about yourself and not do not talk about me. I already told her that. Talk about yourself. You know, I'm only I'm only mentioning one one thing later about a book I like of yours. Right, okay. I, later, we'll, right, we won't do that now. Right now you. Right, now, now exactly. me. Um, I was born in Michigan. I'm a Michigan girl, Midwest, and lived there until Gil and I, as I said, came down here. And part of that was snow. No snow. No snow up down here. At least this year, no snow. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I've always liked writing, and, and my career was as a licensed clinical social worker. I went to Western Michigan University, and I, went, I got my master's from Tulane in social work. And so for a number of years, practiced a variety of, of um, social work, from everything from children's hospitals on different careers, until um, I stopped doing social work. And I think it was in 1999 when we moved out here, and then started volunteering and working at a uh, in the library of children's uh, at, at my children's school, and that was really fun because we got to pick books, you saw what excited the kids, and that's where I really got my love for children's book and started writing children's books and um, uh, have a couple out. One I really had fun with my sister called "I Love You, Be Careful," and that's really a gift for parents about watching their daughter grow up and the different things you say be careful for or be careful when your loved ones walk out the door. So that was really fun. So wrote a couple books like that, a couple, they won awards. But um, And then I then I switched to suspense. And again, Marsha, I have to bring you up because I did not think I could do suspense. And Marsha kept saying, yes, you can. And finally she kept bugging me and bugging me, yes, you can. And I say that as a compliment because I wrote my Thank first you book with World Castle, Too Late to Run, and then I wrote one set in New Orleans called The Donation Man, and then that one, um, my last one, Break In. And um, and now Gil and I have written this other suspense, um, Betrayed, which I'm really excited about. 
But so she was right. I really could write suspense because I watch suspense. I love suspense on TV. And um, so I really appreciate that. And because it's led to this whole world of suspense. I still write children's. I have about 10 manuscripts that I'd love to get published someday, the children's books. And um, Gil and I do songs. And, and Marsha and my sister and I um, did a, a, and have a script out now called The Doctor's Wife, which we're hoping to get picked up someday for film. And um, so that's what I do. And, in fact, I, I, I haven't thought of my next, next novella. Gil has, but I haven't. So now I'm in Virginia. It's sunny and the it's it's cherry blossom time. So I'm in Chicago and uh, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And anyway, but okay, I, I should say I, I am a writer, screenplay writer. I write novellas, I write books, and I have podcasts. And I was an agent, so I usually don't talk say it. And I keep reminding myself to say it because I think sometimes people on the show when I'm that I'm talking, I'm thinking they don't even know what I'm if they don't know what I've done. So they, they may think, oh, who is this person just discussing everything? But I I have been an agent for 20 years, and I had a lot of clients. But it's really difficult to get people out there, and it's good to see that um, Gil has remained out there because most of the clients that I had, they all left. It's, it's very hard. I mean, Cindy's been doing this for a long time, as she said, 2011, and Judy has. So I think this is the thing. When you're listening to the show and you're hearing three people that had three very good careers and now are out there again, which is a good thing. So, And I've had lately several writers that have talked about that, that have had full-blown careers and then left the career. And one of them, she left a career that was – very um, lucrative, and now she's doing the same with writing. So it can be done. So don't think it can't be done. So this is why and I do I, the show. So go ahead. So people. One of the things can, I, for, I forgot to mention is life events too. You just said careers, and I I thought thanks to um, as I said our, our our one son's in Baltimore with his wife and our granddaughter, which added a lot of experience to life. Children's books, and our other son is is in, as Gil said is out in Sacramento with his wife. And so they, our kids have added a lot of experience to our life, and besides my cat sitting here, Bailey. Hmm. And um, uh, so I just wanted to add that. I have to thank, thank the people and friends in life who, who added to that. And I, I, I'm not supposed to say anything about Marsha's book, but I'm holding I Wish I Was a Brownie. <laughs> and as a social worker, I bring it up because I really, I really like it. It's about children not really liking who they are, wanting to be something yeah. else, and finally being happy with who they are. So as a social worker, I find it a terrific book. You know, so well, Marcia, I'm sorry, too. I have Cindy to bring it up, written, but I love that's it. That's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And Cindy, you know, you have written in a lot of genres, which is truly great, but it's also hard to market. So how do you market everything you've done? It's, it's challenging. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I have to admit that some books suffer because yeah. you yeah. tend to focus on certain yeah. genres or perhaps series that you favor. You know, it's just, I, I hate yeah. to say this. It, it's just like children. You, you favor certain children. Not that we do that. We don't do that. <laughs> right. Just saying. Okay, so it's kind of along those lines. And mm-hmm. um, I have tended to go toward my Fiona Quinn and Owl's Nest because I enjoy writing them so much. 
um, with Fiona Quinn, you know, she's a Pittsburgher, just like I'm a Pittsburgher, and so many people identify with her because she's just this normal person who gets into a lot of trouble, and, um, you know, and when she comes face-to-face with a, you know, a murderer, she gets diarrhea of the mouth, you know, a verbal <laughs> diarrhea, and, and, mm-hmm. and while it's horrible for Fiona, it's a blast for the reader, and um, then the Owl's Nest is that time travel mystery that I do, and that one's very challenging to write. And then there's the first four series, which is a Black Ops series, and that one, that is intense. And that, those books, there are only five books in that series. They take me over a year to write because they're just so intense. So, you know, and, and, and you know, like I said, um, I have the Twitter, I have the Facebook, and I really tend to push those mysteries of mine because I, it just seems like I focus on them right now. But, um, you know, it you just have hard. to get out there. I do a lot hard. of those uh, virtual book tours. Have either of you, Gil, or, well, Gil and Judy, I suppose, have you done virtual book tours? No. Okay, well, when we started out, we did with, but years ago. Let's talk about this a little because, I, you know, I – I don't do many tours, you know, and I I think I did tours years ago, and but it's very popular. So what is it that you like about the tours? Well, you got to have a good tour company to begin with because some of them can be a little unreliable. And um, what they are is they ha- they are a company who has a can gathering you, of you, bloggers can you who review can you recommend? Books. Can you recommend a good one? I certainly could. I read okay, book tour. Who you might be um, familiar with the author Lauren Carr. She is a mystery author. She oh, owns and runs that book tour company. I read yeah. book tour. It's an excellent company. Um, yeah. And you can get get show years ago. Pages. I haven't even heard that name for a long time. Oh my god. <laughs> right. oh, I read, well, I, I know Lauren know that. very, yeah, very well. She and I are very yeah. good buddies. Matter of fact, we're going to Bermuda together in July. Oh, so, really? um, nice. Husbands won't go. So dang it, we're going. Um, and um, she, um, and sometimes she comes to my room when we have like a weekend writer's retreat. But you can buy different packages. You can get spotlight packages. You can get spotlight and review packages, you know, um, and, and you'll get reviews on your books. And I don't know about the two of you, Judy and Gil, but sometimes it's hard to get those reviews. Yep. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you struggle getting reviews? Yeah, um, people don't like to put reviews on on uh, you know people who've read. You know, I've asked them to put reviews on, but they just are very hesitant to put reviews to any great degree. Um, yeah. You know, we yeah. had someone uh, who, uh, we, who kind of hired to promote, does. and he said, "Well, I'll get you some reviews." And we even with that, we didn't get reviews. So we have to be very yeah. careful about how we invest our money in this. Right. right. Well, well they, the they, right. she has, a, like I said, a gathering of bloggers who, that's what they do. They review. And sometimes I'll get 30 and 40 reviews out of one book tour. Wow. Uh, you know, and they're honest reviews. If they don't like their book, your book, they're, they're going to tell you they don't like it. Um, yeah. Right. Fortunately, I don't get that. I am so thankful I don't get that. But I have seen them do it. 
Um, but, uh, you know, they, it helps. It helps to get you reviews and, and get you out there. And um, hmm. my book sales rise up while I'm on tour. So it's yeah. helpful in that way, too. And like I said, there's different levels of payment. You know, you, you can go from the lower end to the very, very upper echelon of, of what you can pay for those things. When you, you say know, you're and on I'm tour. Not, I'm not pushing Irie's book tours. I don't want you to think that. I'm, this is who I use. That <laughs> well, I don't think have. What is it physically like about, when you say I'm on tour? I just want to say Oh, don't worry. Thing. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, oh. <laughs> all you no, have no, to do is, is want, every wait, morning you will receive, you, you get a list of where you are uh, on the Internet every morning. And you just click on the link, and it'll bring up, you know, with your spotlight, it'll say, well, here's your spotlight for the day. These are the books that are spotlighted, or here's the review for this book. And it's very in detail. It, um, it'll have a, um, your bio, your picture. Um, it'll give the synopsis of the book that you have on tour with them. Uh, then it'll go on and give the review. And then, of course, there's a section for comments, which I, not usually do you get comments. You know, blogs are just that way. But, yeah, uh, yeah they, that, it's very – and, and it's a pretty – pardon me? Cindy, I just want to say one thing. What, I'm, I have no objection when you are – when you say that, because if somebody is good at, at what they do, like if the, I read book tour, you're happy, I will always – let people do that on my show. I never say negative, so anybody, nobody can say anything negative. But when it's good, I think it's helpful to have people hear because I think, you know, this is how people hear of things. Otherwise, because most of us get so many emails and nobody knows who to trust. So when you're yep. on, like, my show for sure, I would prefer people to say it. So it, it's fine. So don't feel like you're, you're, you are plugging someone that's good, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. Well, it's, so it's, don't worry it's, about it's, that. As authors, we need to share what we know. Right. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not in competition with anyone. You know, if I find something that is helpful, yeah, share yeah. it. Why not? I, I feel the you same know. way. Great. I, I agree. Totally. Yeah. I do. That's one of the reasons I have the show, because I always – find out information from guests because you can, it's impossible to know who can help because sometimes you get so many emails, like I said before, that people, and you don't know who they are and you don't know anybody that used them. So you're kind of, people are hesitant. But when you know somebody is good at something and that's the good thing about it. The problem that faces a lot of people is that you don't know where to decide to go because you most people authors for sure have a certain amount that they want to budget for and that's the thing so at least when you know somebody is going to do the job because there are people out there that say they're going to do things and then nothing ever happens but it's no that's what happened with us on, right well you can't nobody there's no guarantee though on anything but sure. you at least like to know that there's a chance you know that you'll get a review from this well, now, nowadays, the, the physical book tours are, I think, at least for us, and this was back in the day when we published uh, Brain Warp, was very unsatisfying yeah. because you'd go to different yeah. bookstores and you'd sit there um, and yeah. maybe a half a dozen people would come along and, uh, you know, the bookstore would get most of the money. 
Um, and you can just do yeah. so much of that, you know, um, right. and it just gets to be kind of disheartening. Marcia, you've yes. really um, um, directed us to many people for marketing, which thank you. Yeah. So it's nice that to hear to hear about this yeah. one. I read books tour on your show from Cindy, yeah. and then you've directed yeah. us to some really good marketing people. Yeah, oh, and Pussycat, there's a lot, and then, you know, there's some new people coming out there. So, you know, and I'll have them on talking about it. I mean, because I try everybody first before I recommend somebody. Because, it's, you know, I'm not going to recommend somebody I don't know. And because, as Cindy said, you know, she's gotten results, and they actually read the book. So the worst thing you can do is have somebody, which I've had, talked about this a lot, somebody will come on the show and say their book was reviewed by somebody that didn't read the book. And Fran Lewis, who is an excellent book reviewer, has said that on the show many times. She can tell. She reads every book. Well, she's a speed reader. I don't know how she does it. But she does. She reads books faster than anybody. That's what she does. But she doesn't really say anything horrible about a review. And because it can stop people from writing. I've had many people that I know have stopped writing because they didn't get a good review. And that is... It's only a person's opinion. So don't stop writing out there if somebody gives you a bad, you know, review. Just keep going. I had somebody on the other day that 36 rejection letters he had till a publisher took him, and he was a policeman, and then he has a new, new career now, but 36 people hmm. had said no to him. So he kept going. And he's very successful now. So I think that's the thing. You cannot stop just because somebody might say they don't like your book because it may not be their style on what it is. You can, know. I, can I add to yeah. that, Marcia, yeah. for a minute? Yeah. Years, yeah. years ago, and I've been writing for years and years like children's books, I remember in the old days <laughs> we before all the <laughs> Internet, we put them in the envelopes oh. and we'd send them to the publisher, yep. mm-hmm. and then they'd self-address to get them back. And so mm-hmm. I always remember one son saying, it bringing in my my goal then it had that one hasn't that hasn't been met it was to have my children's books done by Scholastic because in the library we used to have Scholastic book fairs and I always wanted that so when I submitted and it came back and I I didn't get it I remember my son going mom he said you know he said not everybody's going to say no you know submit it today to somebody else yeah. and I just yeah. smiled you know I thought oh, that's a yeah. good attitude it would be nice if Scholastic would take people, and because I, I actually had my, uh, you know, I used to go out and do book signings, and uh, the Scholastic books would come to the schools, and the teachers and the librarians took them out of the box and put the books out. No author was appearing, and I came there and was appearing. Kids especially love to hear authors. They love it. And actually, love it. adults mm-hmm. do too. Mm-hmm. Even at Barnes and Noble, they don't do it. Barnes and Noble as much because naturally COVID. So I've had people on the show talking about the fact that they do a lot of Zoom, you know, and they have some Zoom, uh, you know, time and a lot at at bookstores. And I think those seem to have helped some people. So that's the other thing because unfortunately during COVID there wasn't any. You know, there wasn't. They were not having book signings, and a lot of the people that are on my show, they, they, you know, they even write in bookstores. They wrote everywhere, and they couldn't go out. So, but I do think now it's probably getting a little better. You know, where people are out there, and really, people love to talk to authors. Cindy, wouldn't you agree? I mean, don't you feel when you go, you've gone out in the past? I think, right? You have. 
to um, I was constantly at book signings, um, and those have all dried up. And right. Right. I don't I don't look for them to come back. Um, I would I would I was all over the place with book signings, and I I had yeah. very very successful book signings, extremely successful yeah. book signings. Um, but they all dried up. They're gone since COVID. Yeah. And um, so a few are kind of, you know, seeping back in a little bit. I'm um, a keynote speaker at La Roche University on May 20th. Um, I will be among two, a poet and um, I can't remember the That's other great. person. Oh, somebody who is writing about um, their grandfather's experiences in the um, death camps. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I'm Very the comic relief. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, those things, they're okay. You know, they're mm-hmm. okay, and I enjoyed them. But um, am I brokenhearted that they're gone? I'm not sure. I, I can't even answer that question. <laughs> well, it is nice. I'll tell you, but it is it's really a good nice one. If you can do a book can't. signing in Bermuda and write it off as a business expense, that would be great. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find a book signing there. That's interesting. Set up on the beach. Well, I do. Yeah, I think it's fun. You know, I think it's fun to meet people, and it is great when somebody comes up to you and says they read your book and they enjoy it. And you know, speaking to kids, it's always fun. You know, but and those are the things that have changed. You know, and which I don't. I think you. I I don't think they're going to come back. They may come back, but they won't come back. Like they were, I don't think. You know, because people no, have other ways to either. communicate. Yeah, yeah. They, they're yeah. just yeah. gone with the wind, I'm afraid. And um, yeah, and it is hard yeah. online because when you're online, and there's so many places to go, and you know, if you want to write, it's you got to make a decision. I mean, I've made my decision. I'm not promoting as much as I did. I want to finish this book I'm doing because I do get caught up once because I have so much out there to promote. And then I see all the mistakes that have happened in between, and Facebook has changed things, and it's it's not easy for people. And, you know, I used to boost a lot, and then it doesn't work as well anymore, and then they have uh, Amazon ads, which I, I, don't, I still can't figure out how to do it because it's, these things are very confusing, and they don't work as well as people think. But it would be nice. You know, uh-huh. to have it where Amazon, you know, I my opinion of Amazon is it would be nice if they took the numbers and the ratings away because I think it's so unfair that they, you know, I don't even know how some of these people get like a thousand book reviews, but however they do it, they do it. But I think people look at that and then if they see you have maybe 10 or 20, they go like, oh, who wants to bother, but which is not true. They should read some of those books because they're good. And now right. they can. Oh, you can leave a star on an audio book. I live, listen to. I love audio books, and I I know you do too, Cindy. That uh, you know. Oh yes, I love but, them. Every one of mine are yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hmm. Me too. And but now even at, in the audio book, if you don't want to say anything, all you have to do in the back is there's stars after you're done mm-hmm. listening. Just give them the stars. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say a word. You can say like one sentence. You, I think you can say very short, which is fine. But at least they give you an opportunity. So I think people don't give reviews, and it is upsetting because people look at other things, you know, and say like, well, they have more reviews, so I'll read the book. Which And also one other thing, 
the fact that they say if a book is five years or ten years old, it doesn't mean the book isn't good. The libraries have made mistakes and bookstores, in my opinion, that they'll go like, oh, this is what's new. But that, you know, they don't give the authors that have been out there for a while, and some of those books are great. If a book is yeah. 10 years old, it doesn't mean it's a bad book. Well, you know, my book it's was, just, uh, at the time I wrote it, like I mentioned, uh, it was quite topical. Uh, you know, I wrote a book about poisoning the president, and, and a year right. and a half later, he was poisoned. Uh, and Ukraine has come back, uh, has come back, uh, has recycled uh, right now, but it's very difficult for someone, unless you've got a, a name that everybody recognizes, uh, to to um, to get back into the into the cycle and say, oh, you know, I wrote a book about Ukraine that pertains to you know the relationship between Russia and Ukraine and the relationship of, yeah. of uh, Ukrainian nationalism, and um, that's yeah. you know it's it's kind of difficult if you're you know not on the on the A list uh, to get your name out there. Well, I, and I think that is true, you know, and I think that, that you know, I think a lot of libraries, like if you go in, they will just, and then and, and Barnes & Noble, they put the new books, and I think that even if it's a topical subject and it is 10 years old, so what? You know, that's the point. So I think that's, that would be, that's one of the problems, I think. Go ahead. I think those are the ones, too, that um, I watch a lot of suspense Netflix and Hulu, and I like suspense. And so it's funny, now when we're doing a book, I think, boy, this would make a good this or would make a good that. Not to write it that way. Because I just enjoy, Cindy, I don't know if you found this too, but I just really enjoy writing suspense. I read, by the way, I read in the last two days, you have a book out called Dangerous Deception. Oh my God! That's and I, so I, I know that's one of your first one, and I really like it because I like I'm, I'm not around them now, but I like horses. And mm-hmm. you know, years ago, I used to be around horses, and in this book, mm-hmm. you know, really does a really nice job of of talking about that and adding the mystery. And so I just read it. I like that. I just read it the last two days. And, oh, good. I'm um, glad and, you enjoyed. Yeah, Thank I you. really did. And, and that, I, and that I, is that is the example of the. Um, series that I do not market at all, the Unbridled series. And that Unbridled yeah, but, but series you know went through a lot of, a lot of stuff. It was know. up um, a television show. It, yeah. it was, sorry, I couldn't it was that. being considered by Warner Brothers, and then something yeah. happened. I don't want to say what, but let's just say it's not. Uh-huh. So, I know. Oh, that's that good. And that's yeah. when um, the woman who was handling it said to me, Cindy, oh, I, I, and then after it was rejected for someone else, a very famous someone else, that someone else put their show on, and it was about thoroughbreds, and it was Mm. on for, I don't remember, I'm going to say a year, two years, and there was a horrible accident on the set. Three of the most popular horses that were like stars on the show were killed on the set. Oh, no. And so, of course, you know a lot about horses. Go down. Yeah. You know a lot and, about um, right my my person came to me and said, "Cindy, they're never taking horses again. Just write a book." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So that's how the other well, you know, and, and, you know that's out. the thing about getting that's the thing about getting options or whatever. I my my scripts have been options, but and things are supposed to be that don't happen, and so that's why you see a lot of times when you're looking at uh you know netflix or whatever it, a lot of it's based on books i mean yeah oh yeah the series absolutely. are based on books you know 
uh, I just watched Dear Edward, and it was really good. You know, it was intense, but it was from a book. And so my thing is where I did used to send out books for my clients because I think that they don't seem to like – not that they don't like books. They don't want to read them as much. Script is easier to read. But if you write a novella, that's even better because then they could look at that. But the fact is that if they buy the book, they can do whatever they want. And I always feel, and I still do, that it's easier. And there are places that you can sell scripts. And I keep talking to people, and I've done it for years, to say, why don't you have these sites anymore about people looking for books into movies? Because... Everything you not everything but so much out there is based on books. Because right, and a, and a lot can, of times too, when you you submit your book, your manuscript, your your I I know how to write yeah. scripts because I've done it. But before the the unbridled series, but um, nowadays there's a lot of boxes to be checked, and yeah. uh, they they may take your character and turn it into something. You didn't want it to be, you know, whatever well, then that's but something. You write that in a, but in a contract, you can say that, you know, that you don't want your name on the film if it really is bad, you know, because you nobody wants to take their characters and put them in a bad position if somebody takes it and changes everything. So you can you have that right to say you can do this, but not with my name on it. But you would yeah. have to add that first. Your, but it would your, still be frustrating because you know, I know some of my books have they kind of uh, not a message in the sense of you know blatant you know uh, uh, something that you want to say out out loud but you know there is a certain message in the book and if they say well we don't like that at all um, and just cut it out then it's like that's not why I wrote the book you know that's yeah. uh, so I would imagine that would be very frustrating. Although I guess if they give it me is, enough money, I'll be frustrated. It is, it is. Well, that's the thing. If it, that's the thing. If you sell your book, and I had that experience with clients. I had somebody that had written a true story, and somebody wanted their book, and they were the one that were on, they were on shows with the book. But then, when it came to the time of actually putting it in a movie, they got cold feet, and then that was the end. They just didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. And I got that because, but they were talking for years about the situation. But it, you know, sometimes you think somebody's reading it or whatever, but maybe when it comes on the big screen, you don't want to see it really like that, portrayed that way. So, but so that's another thing. Sometimes when you get close and they go, oh, maybe I don't want to give my true story, you know. But if, if somebody bases it on it, if you base it, it doesn't have to be true. You know, you're basing it on some of the facts, but that also means there are other facts that might not be true, and you might not want that in your story. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of things, but that's why you see a lot of producers, directors, you know, actually producers and stars, they write their own, a lot of them write their own now. You know, and a lot of the things you notice that the producers are the people that have written the book or screenplay. You know, and Hallmark is changing a lot of things too now. Hallmark has series different like a lot of different things, like they have this new one, Ride, which is something different, like a Western, and they've not done anything like this. They've done Chesapeake Bay, and they've tried. So there, I think some of the stations are trying to, you know, make some changes to what they have because people do like Hallmark, 
but you also want something different. It's the most. It's a very. I think it's very popular, and I think people love it because even if they're, you know, they don't love the story, they just like the feeling that they get because it's like you're almost like on a vacation of reading because you're just watching something that you know is the ending happening and it's good, so you don't have to be sad that it's going to be a sad ending. So I think people are looking for that now, especially, you know, and that's one of the things. But, you know, I don't know if Cindy remembers this. I do, that they used to have sites where you can go on there with your book, and then they would send it to a lot of producers. They do not have those sites anymore. I've never done that. Yeah, they had it years ago. I actually worked with somebody, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, I never did that, but yeah, yeah. it didn't but, work out. And I, I yeah. am a firm believer in things are as they should be. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't worry well, about right. it anymore. You know, you, right, right. No, you can't. You know, this is the thing. You know, if you, that's what I'm saying. If people love your books and they're giving reviews, that is a really good feeling for an author to hear that somebody likes their work. And especially when they refer to the names of the characters, because then you feel like they get you. And so that's a good thing, you know, and I think that helps, you know, people out there, you know, but I just, my goal has always been don't stop writing because sometimes one series, one book isn't as, you know, popular as the next, but nobody ever knows what the next best hit is going to be. You don't know that. Right. It could be your book. Right. It, it really it could be. You just don't know. And a lot of times books or movies that people think are going to be fabulous are not. And then some small sleeper comes across even on a you know Academy Award, they end up winning. So I think mm-hmm. that this it's, is hope for all writers, you know, just to mm-hmm. keep going and tell the best story that you can. You know, but and Marcia, you if I can add... Yeah. One of the things about yeah. For, yeah. for people out there wanting to write is that a lot of people think that oh I could ne- I want to write a book but I could never do it I'm terrible at writing. There's always editors. There's I mean the, the, and with children's books people say oh I can't draw pictures. Well I can do stick figures. <laughs> you know that's about it. And so but I had wonderful illustrators for my children's book yeah. and they said how'd you get them and I got mine online and found two terrific ones that fit each of the books. I love you. Be careful in Goldie's baby socks. You know, my one about the cat that's in English yeah, and Spanish. Right. But um, I had to get an interpreter for the Spanish because I won one in Spanish. and and But I, I got illustrators because I can't draw. So if people are saying I can't edit or I can't write really well, I mean, obviously you should try to learn a little more, but I can't write real well. Or for pictures, you can find wonderful uh, illustrators. But you, there so are don't let that stop there. you. Don't let it stop you. A lot of times people say, well, I just can't do illustration, so I'm not going to do the book. And it's, as you said, you know, keep going on, keep trying. Um, are you are working services, on something, there Cindy? Out there. Sorry. There are, um, I want to say one thing. There, I want to say add a thing. There are services out there for people, and if somebody needs a service, you can always ask me. I don't do the service, but I know people to send it to. And I think, so that's the thing. There are so many services out now. As long as you bring it up, I want to say that. There are services out sure. there that can help people. And I want to talk about one, like one thing. When you said that Babel Cube, do you know about Babel Cube, Cindy? Yes. Um, the, uh, the very first book, Fiona Quinn, uh, Murder on Point, is um, in Spanish. Yes. I've, I've worked with Babel Cube. I find, yeah. um, and while they do a wonderful job, that is really hard to market because, you yes, know, I don't speak Spanish, unfortunately. 
So mm-hmm. for me to put it on Twitter or something and write it in Spanish so that Spanish people speaking people will right. see it, it it's just, right. um, you know, sometimes translations are not correct when you get them on Google. I'm sorry, they're not. No, they're <laughs> not. No, right. You know, <laughs> that's the other thing. That's the other thing, and I, that is difficult. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want, when you bring it up, I want to say because there, I, because it really is, it's a good marketing tool, and if you really speak Spanish, for me it's difficult. I have so many books now that are in BabelQ, but I cannot promote it the way I otherwise. You're, you're absolutely right, Cindy. You, it's hard to do that, and, you know, it is, it's not, the translations are not the same as we think. Right, right. It's, but um, to answer your question, Judy, yes, I, I am, I'm always writing. Every day I am writing. And, um, you know, I have a book coming out on May 18th. Um, oh, good, well, the fourth um, Owl's Nest Mystery will be coming out. And um, it's, 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 it's being finished up now. So it's, it'll be ready on May 18th and it'll come come public, and then I'm writing Excellent. a new Fiona Quinn. I'm, I'm just always writing. I, I really need to slow that down a little bit. But I <laughs> hey, so, you're going to Bermuda. <laughs> so now, okay, now, you know, if, if Cindy or Judy or Dill, if you want to ask each other a question, feel free to ask if you have a question that you want. Judy? Well, do you I guys you have might. something on the horizon okay. coming well, out? Yeah, we uh, have what we have an interesting situation because we're a, 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 a couple, and like I said, our, our writing styles are very different. Um, but uh, you know, now we've decided to kind of uh, I, I, they're different, but we always kind of bounce things off of each other. And uh, when you're writing a medical thriller, can, can I just give a little story uh, to illustrate yeah. a point? Uh, this was uh, when I when I first met Judy, I broke my hip. This is the first year of uh, uh, of my residency in neurology, and I was um, sitting on the sofa and channel surfing on TV. And I came across some daytime soap. I think it was General Hospital. Uh, but at any rate, um, uh, the, there was the intern coming up to the wizened old staff doctor. And he said, well, the patient has had head trauma. And he's had a fractured skull. And he's got a dilated pupil. And he's paralyzed on the right side. And, you know, uh, what do we do? And the, the, the wizened doctor said, what did the spinal tap show? And I screamed at the TV, you did a spinal tap on someone with an expanding epidural hematoma? And I screamed it off. And, and, you know, and I was, you know, what I found is that in, in many shows, of course, when you're writing a medical thriller, you're writing for two different types of people. You're writing for lay people um, who really don't understand this stuff, but you're also writing for doctors and nurses who, if you write the wrong thing, they'll think you're an idiot. And so right. you have to That's balance true. this no, out. You're right. And, you know, what, <laughs> you're I, right. what I've noticed that on TV and in movies, uh, you can get away with a lot more. Uh, for example, we, oh, we yeah. love New Amsterdam. And in New Amsterdam, uh, they, have, um, they, they have surgeries where, you know, they're talking very complex now. I think they've gotten much, much more sophisticated than it used to be. Oh, yeah, uh, now, very complex it, yeah. surgery and something's going on and blah, blah, blah. And I think what the average layperson does is they bracket all of that. Uh, they for, kind of forget about the language. Or they don't even bother with it and just said something exciting is happening. Something exciting and yeah. dangerous is happening. Yeah. And that's all they get out of that. 
Um, but, of course, they have to do it that way because there's a nurse and a doctor watching the same TV show, and they're saying, right. you know, oh, yeah, you know, you, you, you do want to put, the, you know, that, put that into the yeah. left ventricle, and then, you know, you want to treat the arrhythmia yeah. this way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but when you're writing a book and you start writing that, it becomes two pages of blah, 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 heart. Blah, 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 blood, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so you have to hone that down so that they can understand. Um, I mean, you know, in, in a book that, uh, that the, the last that is waiting to be published, there's a scene in which one of the, 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 one of the main characters who is a, an infectious disease doctor with multiple sclerosis has to insert a temporary pacemaker. Well, she has a lot of difficulty because she's got MS and she can't use her hands properly and they're shaking and they're uncoordinated, and she's being instructed by a cardiologist how to do this. Well, you know, on the one hand, you have to make it realistic uh, for the physician, uh, but on the other hand, you can't spend all of your time talking about threading it into the inferior vena cava and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Judy helps me in that regard, and we we bounce things uh, off of each other all the time, uh, you know, she'll write something else saying, that doesn't make any sense if you're a, a physician, you know, uh, why, why, don't, why didn't they just get a CT scan or why didn't they just get an MRI, you know, well, why are they... Right. You know, they do go a lot further than they used to go, you yeah. know, in, in shows. But you are now, writing but, you know, for different and things. And I, I don't know, as a, as a script writer, I don't know exactly how you do this, but you'd probably write something along the order of, you know, heart surgery scene. You know, and that's that's just it. leave it up that's to it. the doctors. That's that's, that's yeah, exactly and, right. and and leave yeah. it up to them. Uh, but you know, I'm. But uh, you know, when when I'm writing, like I said, it's a it's a question of okay, does this is this how it works in a hospital? Mm-hmm. You know, is this how you know the the right thing to do in 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 brain warp, uh, for example? There's a a, a combination of poisons. Uh, that that are used, and I rely a lot on the pharmacology of these two poisons. But I have to be very careful because I'm going to bore the average reader uh, with you know the interactions between these two drugs. So I have to really make it very simple. But on the other hand, I had a pharmacist read that, and she's read the book twice. She loved it because she really kind of got off on the on the drug interactions. That was wow, brain, yeah. that was brain warp. That yeah. was brain warp. The well, one we're I working that, on I now is that book is, was wonderful. Sorry. That book was wonderful. Yeah, I like that book. I like so. I mean, really, and that that really is the only that, the only problem. Yeah. It was it was very detailed, and people, you know, it's because you're very, you know, you are very smart, Gil. So I mean, this is true. So I mean, and so some of the readers might not have been able to keep up, but now, you know, it could be a. It still could go as a movie. It is. It, it, yeah, so it's I not too so. late for that book ever. That's the one we're hoping will get Netflix or movie or someone will see that one and say that'd make a good series or a movie. The, you know, well, Judy's interested when, when I when oh. the last gets published. Uh, since the, one of the lead characters has multiple sclerosis, she's kind of interested in sending the book out to some actresses uh, that that have multiple sclerosis and that might yeah. be interested because you know when you do have multiple sclerosis, if you're more severely affected, your walk is funny, you know you're. Right. You may have difficulty with talking, uh, so you you, you your can't get parts. Not, yeah. You can't get parts. Yeah. But if you have a book that actually has a lead character with multiple sclerosis who has a very compatible uh, uh, part, then I think it might interest them. Yeah. But that that we'll see how that. Yeah, goes. we've we've had fun though, um, uh, Marcia and Cindy, and you can probably talk about this, Cindy, with your family and helping. But it's been fun to write together. 
although as a, sometime I'll say, mm, a group of girls wouldn't say that. I call it girls. I'm in my 70s. But, you know, a yeah. group of girls wouldn't say that or, or whatever. Yeah. And so we back and forth or, or we'll sit there and go, okay, if she has the gun and it flies out of her hand, would it go under the dresser? <laughs> so we've really – the funny thing with it's taken us – I think it took about five months to actually write, get the thing together – but it's been fun. Do you ever do that, Cindy? I know Marsha does sometimes. Do you ever um, chat with a friend or, or your family about oh, your yes. books? Oh, yes. Uh, Lauren Carr. Lauren Carr and I are on on the phone almost every day. Bounce, we call it bouncing things off each other. Yes. And uh, like I said, she was here two weeks ago for a three-day weekend, and we had a like a little writer's retreat together. Yeah. And when we're in Bermuda, that's, you know, we will – go on excursions and go to the beach and stuff, but we will sit on the deck at night with computers on our laps and, you know, bounce things off each other and write. And, you know, we don't write together, but we work together, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, it, that, that is, to have a writing buddy is, is just wonderful. And the thing about a writing buddy is they do not have to write the same genre that you write. They just have to be somebody that listens to what you say and, and interacts with your thoughts. You know, yeah, no, a, a teenage girl would not say that, you know. And, and if you're lucky enough, like I am, to have teenage granddaughters. <laughs> I have one, we have, we have yeah, a three-year-old, yeah. so that we haven't got, <laughs> no, haven't got a teenage yet. <laughs> that doesn't work. I had one say to me the other day, oh, Grandma, you are so extra. <laughs> I was like, I what? Well, you better believe that ended up in a book. <laughs> yeah, the you only know. problem is slang is so short-lived that by the time you get it published, it's like oh, that's that's yep. passe. That's so that's so twenty twenty three. I loved it so much. I used it anyway. That's great. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's so, so interesting. It's so interesting though. That I don't know if you guys watch old movies because I I've had many shows on old movies because I love them. But it's very interesting when you don't have a cell phone and you don't have any of those, you know, newer forms mm-hmm. of the Internet when you're trying to solve a murder because you mm-hmm. can, it actually takes time, you know. And so when you watch shows from the past, you realize how quick now you can get information just even by a phone call, right. you know. Or, or you, watch, it's you watch Columbo walk into a yeah. crime scene and he's right. smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If he walked into a crime scene in 2023 with that cigar in his hand, the the medical examiner would grab it and probably put it out in his forehead. I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I, you know, want to know something? All right, listen, I worked in a pediatric office for 20-some years. I was lab tech, whatever. So we all smoked in the office, and the one of the doctors smoked a pipe. The other one smoked cigarettes. And imagine that in babies. It was a pediatric office, oh. and we're all smoking. And, it's, you know, when you think about it now, and one of the doctors used to keep the butt, like, at the edge, okay, on the weighing table. I'm thinking, like, oh, we're going to have a fire here, you know. And now it's like when you think about those things, I mean, how in the world can everybody, all, like, five of us were in the office smoking, and we had to have, like, um, we, uh, humidifiers because the air was filled with smoke, you know, and now you would never have that. I mean, you, if you walked into an office like that, couldn't be, but you would walk right out of it, you know. I mean, but that's how things have changed. 
We oh, have yeah. a pulmonary well, medicine sure. doctor who's a four-pack-a-day smoker. In, in that owl's nest mystery, because she goes back in time to <laughs> solve old mysteries. And uh-huh. she doesn't have anything. She doesn't right. have anything. And she is absolutely appalled, appalled at how <laughs> badly they handle the crime scenes back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because they're so ignorant to how crime scenes are handled. Yes, and they weren't handled at all, some of them. They were all the, all the, everything was put in a bag, and sometimes the bag got lost, and it would be up on a top shelf, and nobody knew it was there because it yeah. wasn't even logged in right. So, I mean, right. this is the difference now. This is, it is a yeah, big difference. That's what, Judy, you and I watch that cold case show, and that, that yeah. <laughs> they, oh, they yeah, go back yeah. 30 years, and mm-hmm. it's, why didn't they do it then? You know, why didn't they do this at that time? And that's because right. things were done differently 30 years ago. Right, they were completely ignorant to the fact that they shouldn't be touching whatever. (laughs) I know. And you know what? And that's the point, you know, because I talk about this a lot. I mean, we didn't even wear, we didn't wear masks, anything. And, uh, you know, when we were sick, even when I worked in the hospital, we went to work. I I went to work Uh unless I had a bad fever or something. Otherwise, I was working, you know, and Uh everything is different now. You know, masks and gloves. When I drew blood, I didn't use gloves. None of that. We just drew blood. You know, unless unless it was some bad infection when I worked in a hospital that it was isolated. But other than that, no. You know, or going into newborns. Then we we wore stuff like that. And I remember that because it was so, we were, when we first started as students, we were all, you know, we had a lab coat. We had, you know, if you go to get babies, you know, you had something on your hair and you had to have masks then, okay. But otherwise, nothing. So, I mean, life has changed a lot. You know, and, they, you know, there's, that's why writers have to change with the times. Because, But you don't want to put too much in your book about now because then it becomes something that they might never know what it is. We don't know how, you know. I've had many writers on talk about COVID, and then some writers say, they, at first, some said, oh, I'll never write about it. But it's been a big part of life now. So it's almost hard to ignore these years of COVID in a book. Like, so what happened in three, you know, in these three years? But that will remain to be seen. But a lot of people don't want to see anything about it because it is, it is terribly sad and depressing. So I think most of the, like, even in a lot of the shows, like the soap operas, and like you mentioned, they are not really talking as much about anything like this. Yeah, I think in Grey's Anatomy, it was, uh, uh, we don't watch it, we heard someone talking about it, and they said they had something about COVID, and it's like half of the people said, I don't want to watch this, I'm living COVID. (laughs) Why do I want, I I want escapism, why do I want to watch this? And actually, it's funny, because that's one of the reasons we wrote, thank you again, Marcia, we we wrote, uh, or produced with Pearl Snap in Nashville, um, Best Day, is we just wanted an uplifting, you know, just uplifting, yeah. considering the tough times, and yeah. an uplifting song, and so that was actually inspired for that. And we submit, I think we submitted it once to the Center for Disease Control, which said, you know, can't you put the first part on just in your commercials, yeah. you know, when getting vaccines or whatever, we get, you know, um, something that that's a little uplifting, so. Yeah, it is uplifting. That's why I played it today also. All right, thank you. And I thank want to you. That was real. I appreciate that. So is there anything anybody has that wants to add in? And well, So, Cindy, tell everybody what your plans are and where they can reach you. I have all of your websites on the show page. So people when can, when they look at, when I'm posting it, they'll be able to see where to find you. 
you know, I have Cindy's, um, Judy, Jill, all of you. I like I said, I have a new owl's nest coming out in um, May. It's called a felonous finale, and uh, it's not the end of the book. A finale, as in an opera. And oh, okay. uh, then there will be another <laughs> okay. Fiona Quinn coming out in November, and that one is called, um, well, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, uh, but it's, it's about the art world. So um, that will be coming out in November. So, like I said, handcuffed to the laptop. Yep, that's, that's a good and thing. We've got, I've it got works. a book uh, that's in, in line for publishing at World Castle called The Last, um, and uh, uh, that's also a, a medical suspense with one of the chief characters, like I said, being an infectious disease doctor um, uh, with multiple sclerosis, uh, who is who is uh, trying to save the life of a young girl uh, uh, who has uh, some mysterious infectious disease, and she is the culmination of a 2,000-year-old prophecy. Uh, and so it's imperative that, that should be out by the end of the year. Yeah. We hope that's out by the end of the year. That's the World Castle. And I just have my three, not just have my, I have my three books out, my suspense books um, that um, Ann Gill and I have the one betrayed that we were submitting to get hopefully get published. And I'm always looking for ones to get made into movies. And Joni's and mine, every Mother's Day, we always plug that one again. I love you. Be careful. Because it's just yeah. a nice gift for baby showers and it is. It's a sweet book. It's a sweet book. It's a sweet book. It's really for grown ups, you know. But it's a good book for all times. It's a really good gift. It is. Book. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a very actually. good sentimental. Gift. And um, Judy, I'm my, looking my, for you so on I'm, Facebook. What's what's the name of your Facebook page? Um well I'm on on that one I'm Judy K. Snyder author. And, but I usually go, my, my website has it um, really all. It has everything from on their Instagram to get to Facebook, to get to the songs, to get to the books. Really, JudySnyder.com is a, the, I tell people, go there. That has everything. And I'm, uh, my Facebook is Gil Snyder under slash author, and my website is GilSnyder.com. And those are, and we, we're have... not on Twitter. We don't use Twitter, and we're not. We're, but we do, as I said, a lot of people get to us through the and, – and see everything on the, the website. It's really uh, nicely done. Actually, our son does them, and he does a wonderful job, you know, conferring with us about doing the websites. And uh, that's and, where our uh, videos – we have a lot of videos. Um, we have a lot of trailers, book trailers, song. Kelly Abel and her son did some of them for the books. And so there's – again, I, I always refer people back to that. And uh, I have a show next week on uh, next Thursday with Elizabeth Black, which is oh, she's Trish Wilson. She went back to her, yeah, uh, yeah, with Brent Monahan. He's a horror writer and very successful, and it's always good to have her on. She's a great horror writer. She's good. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, she's great. She's great. And then I have EYS Magazine. They are coming on my show on the 11th uh, from Australia oh. and they're all over the world. I'm having about eight authors because we have this book of, about, you know, different forms of success with Jasmina Todorowsky and they will be on, I'll be on at nine o'clock at night, which I know Judy, you will be sleeping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll watch it up. the next day but like it, usual. But it's nine o'clock day. Eastern. Yeah, because in <laughs> Australia, it's the next day. It's the next day. So Jasmina has been on, she's an EYS magazine and I'm a contributor, but 
it's hard to arrange everybody, you know, they're in different parts of the country. So we got the time, so we'll see, you know. That's wonderful. I can't wait to hear yeah, it. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be advertising. Yeah, you know, we're, and the money from the book is donated to charitable organizations. Wonderful. So it's wonderful. A, it, you know, and um, mm-hmm. so we finally got a time that everybody could be on, you know. So she'll be advertising it for the next day. You know, and I, I, I end up talking. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be a good show. So anything else anybody wants to say before we go? Because we had three great guests on today, and I hope you all enjoyed it, and we have a lot of information, and everybody can find, and I will be posting it, and it will be on iTunes soon, very shortly, as okay. soon as they having me. check it. Yes, thank you. Nice. Oh, great. Thank it's you, nice. Marcia. So nice. All right, and thank you all for being for listening, and have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. And enjoy Bermuda, Cindy. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guys.